everybody, Eli here. Just to let you know that this is a special bonus episode. After our regular episode where Spencer and Tanner battled in a chemistry quiz, go check that out if you haven't yet. We talked to him for a while about his career in media. So that's what is happening now. Here you go. We've never gone on record with many of these stories. So this is, you guys have yeah. the, the exclusive here. So throw, so, so? so throw that on Canadian TMZ, which, TMZ. which by the way, are, are my initials. <laughs> TMZ. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. You have a... You have an M name. Uh, yep. It's like Maury or yeah, something. Monterey. But I can't. I can't. Uh, apparently, copyright TMZ because I, I, I mean, it's it is my name. I feel like we can work around that. But uh, could you copyright TMZ? That's oh true. That's true, actually. TMZ. And Tanner, I did have a question yes. I wanted to ask uh-huh. you way earlier uh-huh. yeah, on, yeah, but I didn't. Okay. So I wonder for you. Mm-hmm. Something recently I've been going through from doing this podcast, it's been very, for me, it's been very freeing. Like, I feel like I feel more connected to myself than ever because being also a TV host, there's times where it's like things are written for me and I don't get to be my full self, which is okay, I guess. But now I'm starting to feel more like connected to myself. So my question more was like for you when you were doing that and still do work like that, did you ever feel like parts of you weren't able to be shown or is that okay because you're you're an interviewer so you are focusing on the other person yeah no 100 percent um i i know like i would you know do an interview or shoot something and be like incredibly you know proud of um of of it and, and moments in it and then when it came down to the edit and the the you know when you're when you're under like this corporate umbrella and they have these like really like weird people at the top that are like my my nephew's taking media studies and i'm an expert on how this should work and how comedy works and then they cut something and it just doesn't come out what you wanted and moments that just got lost and i truly believe that like most of my best moments no one ever saw uh because it didn't fit the agenda of like of what they wanted to like essentially sell tickets to a, a movie or whatever. So I think a lot of people didn't get to see that stuff. And a lot of, we had yeah. a lot of shoots that didn't even make it to air or, you know, and there was even, yeah. I, I, but thankfully though, in interviews, I was able to really write my own questions. But in that, yes. in, in that though, I was mandated to ask like certain, we'll just let, we'll just let that fire go by. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> this is really important, and it's like very important. <laughs> way to way to wreck that moment. Uh, yeah, there were there were there were some like questions that they I had to like I had to ask to fit like these like yeah. at some point they put in these like content pillars or whatever whatever corporate jargon they put on like it's really weird when you like you know essentially like you know acting performing you know whatever hosting it's like there's an it's there's an art to it it's like painting a picture and yeah. as soon as you put like a formula on that like hold brush at 45 degree angle and four strokes to paint the tree and then turn it and then paint the cloud and it's like no it's not that you just kind of like throw paint on a canvas and you like work it naturally and it kind of comes together like whether you're having a conversation with somebody you just kind of got to let it like flow and go and and build on things and make it cool and unique and awesome and then they would try to like put these like categories on things and boxes on things and like make it like fit their like corporate mindset yeah. and it just like i really struggled through that but then i would have to like yeah i'd have to a- ask these certain questions that fit those content pillars and then when the edit came they would choose those questions which i felt like were the most like boring googleable you know imdb questions yeah. like what's this movie about i'm like who doesn't know that like google it it, <laughs> it comes up so why are we even wasting yeah. our time like why are we having fun moments with these people and yeah. so I think there's a, well, it's, it, yeah. there was a lot of that that no one, no just, one got to see. And, and I think like, yeah. I, I try to, as time went on to like push more of that 
yes. then I eventually just like started doing my own like YouTube stuff. And then it really helped like during the, the pandemic, like I was doing my own like Instagram live, like interview series where I was just kind of like doing my yes. own thing. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. So it's like been really good to like kind of do that. But it's, I always find it's like, I think a very telling sign of that is when people like meet me or they hear me on a podcast interview and they're like, Oh, you're, you're different. Like you're more like fun and like, Oh, and you're going than I thought you were. And like, you're more interesting than I thought you were. And it's like, for me, that's like a compliment, but like such a, a burn at the same time, because I think that, yeah. that, that persona maybe for a lot of people was just like this really like smiley, rigid, like toothpaste commercial well, were, guy. You're, it's you were being paid in a way too to be, they were commercializing who you exactly. are. Exactly. So right? yeah. Like, and I, and I saw so many moments, like, no, I genuinely did see times where it's like the things when I would watch like the pre-show, there were these moments that were so funny. You would ask these amazing questions or you would have these moments. And I could see like, I, I saw that too, but it wasn't all the time. Right. So that's that editing floor, but I could, yeah, and, and, I did see those moments. And, and th- a lot. Yeah. Thankfully, like, like I still have all my footage and I've been like, people have been asking to like, for me to share moments. So I've been putting stuff out on TikTok, And I think based on like the success and the fact that these TikTok videos are hitting numbers that like they've, those, those interviews never hit, like they would put their interviews on YouTube and they would get like 200, 200 yeah. views and whatever. And, yeah. and, you know, I think it speaks for itself when you put something on the internet to billions of people and two people watch it it's like i think it speaks to the content and then now i'm putting stuff on tiktok yeah. and i think i hit like like a quarter million with some john cena thing or a half million with this will ferrell thing and i think it just goes to show that like that content does work and it kind of validates that in, in some way i yes. guess for myself that it's like maybe i was doing yes. i was doing the right thing all these years and yeah. i was just being told yes i was just being told to like not do that and that doesn't work but but i think now it's like maybe proving that it does work but it's unfortunate yes. though because like you know your yeah. your career is based off of you know, the, the, the things people see, like people, no one's going to like right. look at that and go like, I bet you he can do more. It's like, well, no, they're, they're seeing that. So it kind of, you know, leaves you at a bit of a disadvantage too. when you're wanting to like, you know, move on and find other things. And it's like, people are like, yeah, but is he funny? Can he really, is he, is he, is he creative? It's like, if they could only see like what I was really doing, then it would really like change it for, you know, a lot of people. But yeah, just like trying to, you know, get it out there now. And thankfully, like I said, with TikTok and YouTube and everything, it's like I can put out stuff out there and, 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 and do things like this so th- people can see, you know, see who, who I am. Exactly. And well, well, maybe just give your handle too right now. It's, it's, it, is it at, it's at Tanner Zipchen, That right? is right. Yeah. Z-I-P-C-H-E-N. Tanner. Yeah. First name. And then name. I, are you, are you thinking about writing a book? Yeah. Honestly, during the pandemic, like it was, I was so, um, chaotic and it just kind of you know this really this you know i, I fell out of this this you know job at the time and then this pandemic yeah. happened and there's all this other stuff and there was all this like all these like you know the, the way that it went down was there was all these i mean it was mind-blowing and, and and so like unfair and i learned so much about like employment law and like all this stuff and you know it was anyway but i i spent like you know my first the first year of that pandemic just like trying to figure out kind of like what had happened and kind of kind of come to terms with thing and things and I had I had kept like a journal uh, of a lot of my travels and a lot of these moments and like stories that you would never really you know I knew if I didn't get them down I would I would never be able to like remember all the details because I traveled so often and I was so like mentally exhausted and I was so so worn out all the time and it took such a toll on me and I was just like my memory was failing me towards the end and I was taking like stress leaves and I was being punished at, at work essentially for taking those leaves and things like that and so I was like I wanted to write all these stories down and as a way of like, you know, maybe like a 
therapeutic way of kind of like, you know, encompassing this time and also just like getting it down. And I I collected like, yeah, journal entries and kind of like wrote my, you know, story of, of my like five years spent, uh, you know, on the, on the big screen and I put it together and packaged it up and, you know, it has yet to like, I guess, find a home, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's there. And I think it's a really interesting story. I think a lot of people, you know, whether you're, is struggling with a, a company that's taking advantage of you or you're just trying to like figure out who you are in your job or maybe you're in, in media or you just kind of want to know like what Dwayne Johnson smells like. Um, yeah, what does he smell uh, like? Really like a really nice like m- like sweet but yet spicy. You know, he's like got a like a like oh, a cinnamon. He's got an expensive he's got a, Yeah, like a cinnamony yeah. musky. He's he, it's an expen- he smells expensive. Like it smells like a Ooh. like an expensive hotel. You're like, oh, man. Um but yeah, it's like so. I, I did. I put it all together, and I'm just. I hope. I hope someday people get to to read it because I think mm, it'll be a yeah. beneficial story for a lot of people. Because there's a lot of stuff that I wish I knew going into it, and yeah. a lot of expectations that I had that I think, you know. Thankfully, I did have producers when I started that were like, "Oh, like if you think this is an entertainment show, like then this is a corporate. This is a corporate company pretending they know what they're doing with the entertainment show. This is not an entertainment show. So don't like expect to do like, you know, manager expectations." And I had people that were kind of like you know, able to, you know, help me out in the beginning and kind of, you know, sort things out. But there's so much that I learned in the end and so many things that I sacrificed that I wish that I, you know, had put in check in the beginning and, you know, maybe not been, you know, so fearful of losing my job. Like a lot of these companies, a lot of these jobs, like it's really, it's really, it's a really hard industry to get into. And then once you have a job, you don't really want to say no. And you don't really want to like ruffle feathers yeah. because you're like, they and they, yeah. and they tell you all the time, like, if you don't do this, there's a lineup of people out the door that want this job. Yeah. So you just like, next thing you know, I'm flying around the world at like literally last minute notice, like missing out on all kinds of like time with family and, and friends. And like, I lost like all my friends basically over that time because I couldn't commit to like, Hey, come to my barbecue on Saturday. And I'm like, great. And then like, Friday at four o'clock, I get an email saying you're good to go. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like London. I'm like, like Ontario. They're like, no, no, England. And I'm all of a sudden <laughs> they forgot to send me some flight for some UK thing and I'm gone. And there you go. That's four days goes by and I'm gone. And anyway, it was like, it was a really like weird, weird time. And I don't think I had, I had, I didn't really have anybody to like, you know, kind of guide me into it and um, yeah. give me some like, tips and tricks and you know i came from saskatoon and i worked in radio but like i mean even like hosting a morning show in saskatoon is like is like not not equivalent at all like not there is no it's not transferable like any skills it's it's like night and day like uh, the ontario media scene at that level you know flying around with all that travel the stakes are way higher the amount of money being spent on you know everything it's just it's a whole different experience and like even my first like press junket i didn't even get a like training like I literally showed up at this hotel in LA for the first time ever in LA and I'm trying to figure out how this works and I'm walking in rooms with like Christian Bale and Ryan Gosling and I don't know what the hell's going on and it's like and I know that I got like a three-minute interview and I've just flown across the world for three minutes and I can't screw this up because there's so much pressure on this like three-minute moment and so there was just yeah there was a there was a lot but I wrote it all down and and uh yeah I hear yeah that's you know, Tanner, like, I actually, like, I feel a little teary-eyed. Um, I just really just want to say again, like, I just think you're so special and talented on so many levels. And I'm I'm so glad you did write it down. And life is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it can be so weird. And it, it's like, it sounded like it was such a fear to lose that. And then it happens. And then you face that fear. And through that... Just like you, your wife is so good with these kids, and you care too. You're, you're good. Like you wanna, 
you want to help people and I'm nowhere near any of the stuff that happened with you but I've felt lost and only recently am I feeling found and it's it's such a good feeling it's such a good feeling to be like actually this is who I am and it makes a lot of sense too that the job you had was very commercial like it wasn't like you know that that makes so much sense but I did and that's why I always liked watching you because I did see those moments so as much as you like there are people too that saw those moments um and like it, it you know those questions yeah you had to ask some but yeah yeah no it was and it was you always yeah, looked, I, you always looked so good up there and you you're just so deeply talented and smart and like we're really happy that you're like our first real oh thank guest. you my mom did it but this is incredible and it would be really cool to have you back with your wife yeah definitely <laughs> yeah definitely but yeah it's definitely like it's it's cool that you know you're i've always thought that you know you're you're also like so you know, talented and, and so special and you have this energy about you that I think a lot of people don't really, you know, have. I think it's interesting in this in this world too, people come from different backgrounds and some people, you know, I, I literally even, I, I saw it a lot at like the radio level too. Like some people literally just want to go into radio because they want their face on a bus because they want to like prove, they want to like literally, I've had people tell me this, more, more than one people, more than one person. They're like, they're like, I want to prove it to all those people in high school that said I would not become something. And so they want their face to like go by on this bus to be like, take, take that, Ashley. Like, (laughs) really? I'm like, but some people, but it's like, that's seriously like, it's like, so people have different ways and they're they're maybe getting, trying to get revenge or whatever. Some people are just like passionate. Some people, it's just like, it fits who they are. And I think like, that's what I, you know, I see, I see in in, in you. And I, I think it's what, what drove me to like this. Cause it kind of felt like it just was like, you know, the most natural thing I could do that kind of didn't have those constraints like going back to like trying to trying to tie this all together now uh going back to like talking about university and how it was like that that formula and how there was all these boxes you kind of fit in and I just always felt like stuck and I did the system was kind of weird and it's cool working in this industry and even despite you know I had to ask these corporate questions and I had to like put on the suits and like rub shoulders with these executives and their elbow patches and everything you know I was still able to like kind of make it my own and do my own thing and then also like I took advantage of a lot of the the people that I met along the way and I formed a lot of friendships and relationships and that I still have today that are still benefiting me because like you know it's important to like take it you know, utilize what you have. And also, you know, that these jobs aren't forever and, you know, take it, take advantage yeah. of that. But, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's as long as you can kind of like do your thing and, you know, you're, you're happy doing it. And, and I, and I really truly was like, it was, it was every, there were so many moments where I was like, this is so cool. And this is so awesome and crazy. And, but then like, you know, it, it does take a toll on you. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, you can't go out and party every night. Cause then eventually that's, that takes you down a path. You're like, we can't do starting to starting to starting to put on some weight here i gotta gotta start eating healthier <laughs> but uh yeah it's like you know it's it's anything in, in like moderation but uh yeah I, again though it's it's cool though like i feel like you've uh you've uh I'm, I'm glad to see you're doing what you're doing too and and you're you know especially Thanks. with with what you're doing and, and and your audience and stuff it's like i feel like you're also inspiring a lot of a lot of future you know spencers out there that will you know be- oh my god stop it you know be themselves it's cool right because it's yeah. like people want to well i didn't i didn't i wasn't myself at all for like a very long time because i had it's not to the same degree but like i just felt like so many people at work were telling me like who is spencer how do i do my hair how did this how did that and it became really hard for me to even like be like well this is me and like um i remember saying to eli (laughs) like or like being like i want to go on et canada and eli was like well what about improv what about comedy and i said that doesn't matter 
And to mm-hmm. me, that's like that's that time where I was just so like I thought this was the only thing that matters. Like this is where money is. This is your life. And now like in 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 the pandemic, creating this podcast with Eli, like learning to edit, just like like I don't know, just like talking again the way I talk. Yeah. It's really helped me realize like I can talk how I want and that's good and and the, and and just be creative and and that feels so much better than the point where I was like it doesn't matter it does matter that's the thing I'm back yeah, you doing have improv to, like, and it makes me feel good and it's a weird it's a weird situation too because unlike you know maybe because because this this work is so kind of close to like you know and it, who you are and it does really tap into like yes. your personality it kind of makes you really, you know, whether you are being your true self or not, you do really have to open yourself up to do this work. So it kind of makes you like very, yes. very vulnerable. So it's not like, yes. you know, when, when, when you have these little like problems at work, like if you're doing something that's just like, you know, like a physical, you know, like I helped a, my brother-in-law like shingle a roof last summer. So it's like you go, you go and you like shingle the roof and it's like, you're not really like, putting yourself out there. You're just like, I mean, you are on a giant roof that you could fall off of and break, break and, and break your, break your back on the way down. But um, you know, you're just like, you go and you do the work and there's like, there's nothing really of you that's being like, there's no judgment on you really. It's like, you just like do yes. the, do the task and go home. But when you're, you're, when you're doing this job, it's, you're such, you're so much more sensitive about it of like, you know, cause you're like, as soon as you put yourself out there and your face out there and your voice out there, it, it just, it gets, you know, it's, some people say, well, it's an easy job. What are you complaining about? But it's like, yeah, it's, it means something for someone. You just, just say someone else's words and go do that. Cause people, cause you're changing your whole persona. People are making opinions on yes. you. People are like, yes. people on social media are like, oh, you're lame or whatever. It's like, I'm like, and you got to keep telling yourself like, no, you're not. That's just the person that they made you look like is lame. Yeah. The Tanner yeah. Z or whatever they used to call me was like the lame, the lame-o who like loved every movie, even the, even the ones that were like obvious, <laughs> like, like going to be like obvious, complete, complete bombs. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm like out there like, you know what I'm excited for? Palms. I can't get enough of palms. Diane Keaton, gee, golly. Like, no, like, um, yeah. and then everyone's like watching like, like, this yeah, guy's, no one realizes. Yeah, this guy doesn't even know yeah. movies like that. Come on. Really? Like Smurfs Lost Village. Uh, he's like, did, he's yeah. losing his mind over Smurfs of Lost Village. Really? Um, well, you did lose to Spencer. Yeah, that's true. Wait, what, what did he lose to Spencer? In movie trivia. Oh, this is true. This is true. But yeah, it's like, you know, you've literally never seen any movie. But it's like cool to like, yeah, finally be able to like be yourself and put yourself out there. And I think it's kind of like the success of the career is like when you kind of like slowly win that battle. And then also like balancing it though, or even if you maybe get stuck where you're at a point where like the job kind of becomes a paycheck, which is like a really bad place to to be in. Um, then you start looking for other things or you start like, you know, you make sure you always have those side things that you can still be, do yes. yourself, be yourself and get and get that person out there. Because yep. as soon as you start just becoming yes. like literally like a dancing monkey, which is what some of my crew members would call me because I would literally just like stand on that mark and smile and say this line and then oh. like... <laughs> Wow. And literally at one point for a Halloween shoot, they did dress me up as a dancing monkey. And uh, that was, uh, <laughs> no! yeah, that no! was, uh, that was the, that was no! the point in my career where I was like, mm, wow, oh we have, God. we have jumped the shark here. We're full circle. Uh, well, you know, I think, I think the coolest thing too is like, there are like, like you are to me just like, there are some really like, you're just such a talent as a host. And like, you take the job in such a deep creative way of, connecting and you you care about movie like you're just you're so good at it and you're so good at so many things just like a really cool person oh, at the end of the day thanks, like a full person you're so full you're a, yeah like a half Why, what do you, like two halves of a person like what 
makes what, a full what do you person. think eli like i know it makes a whole person because like we're gonna wrap it up but i know eli's he's heard my me talk about things and like so what do you feel like hearing tanner and like all all that's been happened today <laughs> uh <laughs> you know and uh um stuff i love tanner i just stop. Mm. No, he's being serious. We got to hear uh, this. Uh, I saw a tweet that was like uh, some writer in Hollywood was saying like, people will hire you for your voice and then you have to fight like every moment because they'll just try and take it away anyways or something like that. Yeah. He, he, yeah. It's true. Like, and I, I, right. I, and I feel for people like in the industry because again, like there's that misconception of because your name is on something or your, your, you know, you know you, your face is on something or your voice. It's like, it is you. Like, you know, like if I had, yeah. you know, I have director friends that have like made a movie and it's like directed by and then, but they don't, people realize when they go watch the movie and they criticize this and this and this and they go, oh, that was whatever. It's like, there's like the producer stepped in and they forced the casting of this and they, you know, they force this there's some change some writers change or there was like an actor who didn't want to deliver this line and because of that it like like there's so many things and like you know so you got to like always like grain of grain of salt things too and, and cut people some slack and you know it's yeah things aren't things aren't what they what they seem and we're all like you know doing our best and we're we're all trying to sur- survive but uh you know <laughs> that's a great quote from the theme song of waverly place things aren't always what they seem when you met exactly i'm really i'm really sh- i'm really showing my age here but uh yeah. it, it was a good show true, true that. <laughs> for me but yeah no it's it's cool though and it's like now you know and for everyone who's like listening and like watching just like you know like watch watch critically and like you know don't just like make assumptions or like build form opinions off of like one thing you've seen and just know like there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff that's going on like if someone's like oh this person's like off in this interview they're such like oh they're so lame it's like maybe that person just like this was the fifth city that person's traveled to in like six days and they're like literally yeah. like working between like complete breakdowns and they just managed to like, like I literally at one point got flown to an interview, woke up in the morning. Um, my, I was, I had a quick layover, um, in Saskatchewan to see, visit some family. Cause I would try to like, sometimes like get back to get back there between my LA trips. And I literally woke up in the morning. Uh, my parents woke up early. Tell me like my grandfather died. And then I, and then I was on this plane, uh, flying to like, I believe it literally was like a hotel Transylvania or something junket. And now I'm like in LA and there's no way of getting out of it. Cause it's like, I mean, there was no protocol in place. Like, you know, now they're like, now they might be like, well, you could have called and said, no, it's like, well, no, like the interview was already set. The plane tickets were booked. I would have had to cancel everything. There would have been a massive, like they would have lost all the money on it. All this stuff would happen. Who knows? I probably would have got fired for it eventually. Cause I cost them money on a plane ticket or who knows how, you know? So I literally went to this, yeah. went to this interview and like rolled in. And I'm like talking to Andy Samberg and like smiling my way through, like, oh, you, there's a vampire. That must be fun. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then literally like get in a, then like do that interview. Then I get in my Uber. I get into like this crazy car accident on the way to the airport that I have to like settle with like oh. the insurance, Uber insurance and American insurance programs and stuff. And like, yeah, my the company I worked for, which will go nameless, didn't help at all. They wouldn't they wouldn't step in. They're like, oh, you're good, and I'm like, not really. And like, I had a, I already had a back injury that had opened up, and it was this whole thing. So my next like that moment was terrible. And then like two months after, I was like, every time I sat in the director's chair for an interview, like my back was like so messed up because of this car accident. And so then it's like, you know, and then people will watch and go like, oh, that interview sucked. And you're like, thanks. <laughs> like, 
wow okay <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like there's a lot there's a lot that, that goes on and there's like you know a lot behind the scenes so people are watching just like you know you no know, no one really goes out to make like a bad thing you know even like a, a no. you know a movie like oh that movie sucked it's like no one like made that movie to be like i want to make a bad movie it's like they they did what they could and then like something happened or budgets got cut or like things happen Wow. Anyway, Tanner. there's a lot. This is again. There's a whole book. Isn't there's literally it, a whole it, book. So I, yeah, there's I, a lot. I, I want this. I this book will come out. I know it. That angel is working his magic, and I. It's important. It's important. Well, if you know Everything a publisher, saying, I mean, that Hotel Transylvania story alone is insane. Tanner, I just shared I'm literally... one about uh, my Hitman's Bodyguard experience <laughs> with Samuel Jackson, which was super awesome and funny. And anyway, but there's like there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of like yeah, there's a lot of things that people don't don't see and i hope like and i think that's important to like breathe some like humanity into this like very superficial you know especially me it's so you know coming from this small town yeah yes i want that's what i want like i i think it's a great idea and yeah if i ever if i ever meet someone or know someone of course i'll always send the link but i do think it's so important i think it's really exciting and it's just even it's neat to hear it on our podcast but i do i do think it's important i uh yeah i just it's it's cool, man. Like it's like you're right. Like you you came from this town, and then all this stuff happened. That isn't cool. But then for you to be able to talk about it, for you to be the one to be able to sit, mm-hmm. it's like the whole cancel culture thing, right? Like yep. it's like it, you know, like there people are finally talking about it. But you have this, uh, you have this 360 view of it all, which is yeah. why yeah. And a I book also like I, makes sense for it to come out. I came at it from like you know a small town, you know a small town. Like I mean, Saskatoon is a city. People be like, stop calling us a small town. We're we're a city. We have two Costco's. <laughs> They'd be screaming um, it. Yeah, they're They'd like, we have two Costco's now. We're not a we're not a town. Um, which shout out to Saskatoon and their second Costco. They're really excited about it. Um, anyway, uh, they but like I I literally you know I didn't have that whole growing up in a big city mindset. I know coming to Toronto, it's a very like superficial city where everyone's like you know dressing in like all the brands and like putting on this front and like you go to LA it's kind of see a lot of the same thing and everyone's trying to like you know impress the next person and there's this whole like everyone's you know you go to an event and people are just kind of like networking and they're kind of figuring out how they can like take that step to the next thing in their life and they're you're talking to someone and their eyes are kind of always watching the door to see who's walking in next oh, you know that's the worst you know and, and like I came from like oh. I came from this like small you know city and you know I, yeah. I so I when I kind of jumped into this world I always kind of tried to bring that with me so when I like approached my interviews I approached it like these are people and we're just going to have a conversation and like this is why like and thankfully you know when I did that you know Instagram series after the pandemic started I was able to like get people like you know Finn Wolfhard and Anthony Daniels and all these people that I've talked to in my career because we've like you know we've remained you know friends like you treat people like friends and yeah. what do you know they actually sometimes become your friend and and it, it's super cool to like you know and I'm so grateful for all these guys to like you know still support me and you know reach out when you know and cross paths when we when we can but yeah it's like i tried to just like not not do that and also there was like kind of these like certain you know certain way people would speak to the like media too sometimes they're like oh the media like oh are you are you a media person and then it's like because everyone's like digging for that scoop and like tonight on you know e-talk like you'll never guess yeah kim and kanye split find out the details like <laughs> the kids are crying we take we show pictures of their crying kids and i'm like that's someone's yeah. like family and i'm like you know, and yeah. I was like, so I was like, let's just like bring the humanity, the humanity back to this. Let's try to like get rid of the whole like, I'm not a host. I'm not a media person. I'm just like a person. I'm a, I'm a person. You're a person. We're just going to hang out. We're going to talk. Nice. And if you, if you happen to like, you know, 
your 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 nipple falls out. I'm not gonna tell the world about it. It's fine. You know what I mean? Or you or you say the wrong thing. We're just gonna Thank we're just God gonna we're just gonna delete it. You know, we're just gonna delete it. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not out to delete not out to ruin your life here. But some people would do that. Yeah. Like I got I got invited to yeah. a lot of sets because people started to realize like what my intentions were, and like it literally like mm-hmm. sit there behind the scenes and I could like listen to them like you know, working out shit or like some, you know, someone's fighting or whatever. And they knew that I wasn't going to like go write about it in my like blog somewhere. Like, Oh, you, you would never believe the attitude that this guy had on set. It's like, I wasn't there for that. I was there to like, you know, I'm there to help everyone out. We're working together here. So, you know, anyway, could, well, we, could we get a bit of gossip right now? I, what do you want to know? No, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Hey, this is Eli interjecting once again to insert an ad break leave you with a little cliffhanger is tanner about to drop a big juicy piece of gossip we'll never know unless you listen to this ad and then continue listening to this episode and if he doesn't actually drop any gossip i'm i'm very sorry for that could, well, we, could we get a bit of gossip right now I, what do you want to know what do you want to know what do you want to know never mind never mind <laughs> did you really have something well, there was like there was. I mean, there's there's no, lots of moments. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's gonna come out in the book. And I. This is the thing, Tanner. I just checked on Facebook. You didn't delete me, and that's all that matters to me. Boom. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. There he is, folks. Yeah. He's still my friend on Facebook, and uh, I think you and Eli have formed a budding relationship. <laughs> Look at that. Where we, we go on to. <laughs> Talk another day. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much, Tanner. Tanner, thank you so much. Thank you. Real. This is. I mean, you're. I feel like there's going to be some severe uh, editing of this down again. Like, like, which no. is why I also uh, gave the whole lecture on like, you know, grain of salt. Take them out, you know, because obviously when you like edit this down to make me sound like a giant a hole, uh, please take. No, we're not. Please gonna, take I, note I, that I Spencer can't... has manipulated this audio recording. <laughs> To ruin my life and my career. So if anything, if anything you my, heard here, I'm secretly a villain. Listen, if anything you heard me say during this podcast does not, you do not like, or you think I should be canceled for, please know that I did not say those things, and they were the masterful edits of Spencer because she can put literally mash syllables Eli together. Edits now, Eli edits now. It's just going to be the part where you said kids are crying. <laughs> That's all. Yep. Yep. We're here with uh, the legendary man of the year, Tanner Zipchen. Kids are crying. Thanks for listening to the episode. <laughs> the biggest scoop ever. You, the beginning scoop. You, There's a book true. coming one uh, someday. That's but true. We've got, yeah, we've it's got a whole a thing. People like write books all the time, and it's like I don't know how people get books published because like you know you get a literary agent, you shop it around, and then like people are so like weird about like pub- the whole publishing world is weird too. It's like a lot of these companies too. It's like run by like these like old executives that are like well let's 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 go this is this is hot right now and they don't, i don't know don't do it on amazon is all i'll say <laughs> yeah no, i don't want to say why but just don't <laughs> yeah i feel like it's that's the hard part it's like finding you got to find someone to put this out so hey if you're a publisher and you got a you got a real you got yes, a really good you real. got a really good printer give me a call here we gotta we gotta bounce we gotta real. bind we some books honestly like i was thinking like we need a petition that's what i was thinking because it is really a like yeah, but oh, a GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. Or you know or what? You know, but... maybe this would people don't like to read as much, and maybe we, we just do straight like we just do a, you know keep keep, keep it in this keep or keep it in the true form of, of of my career, and we just do like a full documentary and to keep it in the video world, and we got all kinds of stuff to 
Tanner. Yeah. Or a podcast you, series. Or yeah, a podcast or a podca- series. You've got, well, you did radio, so your voice is really good. You know what? Just don't let it ever go. Oh, yeah. No, don't no. I made go, sure. Like, that really was my one idea. thing. It, so it's, it's which, yeah. which, by the way, if companies, you know, you, you, when you do eventually, like, you know, the day comes and you walk in that room and they hand you this piece of paper. And they're like, thanks for your time. Sign here. Ne- never, <sighs> never, never <sighs> sign that piece of paper because you're, a- you're actually... Okay. You're actually not obligated to sign anything. It's not. Oh. You know, that what that good, what thanks. that generally is is a lot of times companies will pretend it's like a formality, an exiting formality, because they what they do is they get you to sign like an NDA and a release. So you release the company of any responsibility, and you <gasps> release, and so in that way that way you cannot take action against them should you find something or you know whatever. So that's all that is is like you know you literally like you can leave your job and like leave, and you have literally a lot of times they'll give you like a piece of paper that says you know, for an extra bit of severance or whatever, sign here. And that's essentially just an NDA. And you and you have like, and you actually have two years to sign that paper, like legally too, which is another thing. But but you don't have to sign anything and be careful. Because I know a lot of people that have like, you know, in that emotional moment, they sign this piece of paper and they go walked out the door and they yeah. give their keys. And then what you realize is when you, yeah, you like, hey, they shorted me here. Or There's this. And it's like, well, now you've like, you've released them of all that. And you actually, then you then you've gone on further with an NDA and you've like, you can't even talk about it. You can't, if you put something on Twitter, they could like sue you for it. Like, so you've like given them all this power. So it's like my advice, if you ever, that ever happens to you, you do not sign anything. You just like take, okay. take the paper and leave and then consult friends and lawyers and all this stuff okay. and, and comb it over yes. because that was my one thing that I am bl- I'm glad I didn't do. And it has, Oh good. Has, I'm happy to hear that. Cause I was thinking, Cause so, oh yeah, yeah. Because well, also for me, it was like my my story and like everything matters way more than just like here's a week's pay and here's and release us of like six years of abuse. I'm like, no, I'm gonna just take that. I'm just gonna take that piece of paper and just see you guys. Yeah, it's here's good. your key. Have here's you, your keys have, back, and I'll just uh, I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> have you heard the podcast Dead Eyes? No, I have not. It's uh, this actor Connor Ratliff who was cast in Band of Brothers. And was then fired because they told him that Tom Hanks said he had dead eyes. <laughs> and so the whole podcast is now 20 years later. He's interviewing people involved in the show, like trying to find out what happened, why it happened. Wow. And like eventually, like eventually, I think like maybe they'll book Tom Hanks, but it's been like three seasons now. And it's really, and he interviews like all these different actors and they talk about like, oh, what it's like being cast and getting fired and trying to like solve this mystery yeah, no, of that, eyes, I, so maybe, I like, totally believe that that yeah definitely has happened because i've seen that i mean not we're not that's a definitely a bo- uh, podcast of the day but the whole like reason for my exit was essentially like a similar like emotional decision that ended up being based on nothing in the end uh and it's just kind of all fell apart it, was, it's, it would be equivalent of like tom hanks saying that that guy losing his job and then tom hanks being like no 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 i said that these were damn good fries and then they're and then they're like, oh, we already fired that guy. Well, we can't bring him back. So, oopsie. Uh, so yeah, it's like you know, it does happen. Like and especially like the stuff that like these, especially with someone like Tom Hanks. Like I imagine that production was just like literally kissing his feet. So he probably made some like comment in passing, and they straight up went and like fired that guy for it. Like it's it's crazy how yeah, some of these uh, big decisions have such little thought behind them, and that's such a that's such a like big problem with like a lot of the big corporations and productions and things. It's like, well, maybe we should, maybe we should like take a breath first and like think about this and uh, maybe like not, not overreact like that. I, I watched a Tiffany Haddish interview recently where she made a joke about how she wanted to arrive um, at a, a comedy special she was filming in, I think it was Montreal and she wanted to arrive on a unicorn and 
and literally literally like the organizers of the show were like have had had meetings at length about how they would glue a horn onto a horse and they would have and and like this is how and like and not one and she was like no guys like and oh and, and, and it never ended up happening and they had like i think they still had some kind of unicorn element or something but she said even later she's like if i were to show up and you had a horn glued to a horse and you actually listen to me she's like i wouldn't have done the show like why that's that's horrible like it's just so funny how i don't know it's interesting yeah. it's another it's a whole nother thing it- there's so it's that uh, I think it's that phrase of too many kitchens no too many chefs yes too many in the kitchen too many kitchens there's too many, too kitchens. many kitchens in this in this uh, campsite that's what they say even then though it's all it's all it's all personal opinion it's like some people will say like it I've is. had people before that are like oh you do this too much and then the next person says no 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 you gotta do that more like it's like to do that like, more like we like the way you emphasize yeah. that word or like it's all. And it is like an art form. And it is, like I said earlier, it's yeah. like, it's how you make of it. It's how you paint that picture. Like people like, mm-hmm. like, oh, if it's a more textured, you know, look, it's like, that's your style. Like, that's just how it is. And I mean, there is a maybe a yeah. point where it's like, yeah, if you, keep pun- if you keep punching the camera and the poor camera guys, like, <laughs> like literally, if we're going, we're going, we're going through, we're going through a lens a week here. Stop flailing at the camera. Uh, like your, punching? Your, your hands are all yeah. good. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, like. Don't apologize. Punch that camera. Yeah, it's it's that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting how like it people awesome. are like I don't know. If also people take it too seriously too. Like it's a big problem. Is like yes. depending on like you know, unfortunately the corporate side of like the media world. There's a lot yeah. of people that yes. didn't come out it the same way, and they're like looking at like numbers and you know on on Excel sheets and stuff. It's like I don't know, and they're like, yeah, it's like it, the, the, the true successes though, and the shows that really do work are the ones that like. They literally give the power to like the production and the talent, and they kind of like let it, yeah. let it, let and it the go. The creatives, yo, for sure. Yeah. Like once you start like putting somebody in a mold, like you see these talk shows, like you watch like you know James Corden, and it's like he seems so uncomfortable, and his jokes are so forced. And then like Trevor Noah now is like him. I don't know if people are writing his his jokes or whatever, and it's kind of like I don't know. Like they're like they want to keep this like basement kind of look with his show, and it just doesn't. It kind of it's kind of flat. Like I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting how. I don't know. Everyone thinks they have a brilliant idea. And that's the thing with that world, which is why I love like film so much is it's such a collaborative uh, effort in film. Everyone's there to make the, make the thing good and awesome. And it doesn't really matter who's doing what it's just, we're all working together. And like the corporate side of it, like it's about whose idea gets pushed forward. And even if your idea is not as good, you just want your idea because you want your name on it because you want your boss to be like, wow, that was Spencer's idea. Oh, wow. Good job, Spencer. Like, (laughs) You know what I mean? Even though like yeah. Eli had a better idea, you just want yours to be the one because then you're gonna get your little your yep. little bonus at the end of the day, and it's like yes, mm-hmm. my little fix. Yeah, and that's and that's what it comes <laughs> down to. Like you want the amount of like times that like the product or even the company has suffered because someone's trying to like hit a number or take a bonus or they get they literally just like sometimes get rid of staff members to like free up money in the budget so they can hit bonuses, and it's like you just got rid of like your best guy who could have like carried this company into like a new a new a new like generation. And now you just got rid of that person to, to like hit a bonus for yourself so you can buy a golf membership. I'm like, but like, what about the, what about the product? Like you're losing all the fans now and you're losing like, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, and, and shout out to Eli's sister, Esther, who works in the film industry doing that thing with the decorator. Definitely talking to her. I've really learned how, 
and hearing you how collaborative the film industry is how many you know there's a reason that there's four minutes of names that go up at the end yeah and it's also like people <laughs> want it to look good at the end so when your name comes up at the end it's or be at the beginning yeah. it's 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 bookending something awesome and if it's like garbage yeah. and your name comes up at the end like made by and then well you're one of those names like yeah it's like ugh, you don't want you don't want your name on that like so everyone's there to like make it as good as they can make it so and that's what's that's what's cool about the film industry and that's why while working uh, for me in the corporate world while you know getting an acting agent and doing more film stuff it just every time i was like on a, an actual set it was like such a breath of fresh air being like wow this is how people mm -hmm. treat each other really like this isn't like someone who's gonna like go back and like gaslight me at the office and you know do do like, try to push some agenda through to like you know i i had guys uh i had a guy that would like he, he came with me on a, on a, on a trip as a producer. He was not a producer. He was a high level management person. who just wanted to go to San Diego comic-con and literally, <laughs> oh and literally gosh. said he was a producer. And he went and like spent time visiting his sister in San Diego and like got a bunch of like, bought a bunch of crap at, on the, on the convention floor and watched the, watched the things. And like, and then because of that, him not being a producer, we were at such a detriment because we never had a proper producer with us. So then when it came to like setting up interviews or chasing interviews, we got like nothing done. Cause like, I, like I was doing my part and my camera guy was doing his part. Yeah. So then we come back with like lackluster, you know, content. And then he right away puts the blame on, of course, everyone else. Cause it wasn't him definitely. Cause you know, and then it's just like, it's just that, that whole thing about like, you know, it's everyone can tell the story any which way. And it becomes like the, the, the gospel. I'm like, okay, come on. There's no credit. There's no credibility. There's no, like, there's no holding anyone accountable. It's just like a bunch of like it's just it's like an impossible game to win sometimes it felt like you know like yeah i guess you would kind of but you know what you did win mm -hmm. you won your chest sweater i did i did <laughs> I, and our hearts and our that's hearts. true tanner you've won our hearts it's, it, about it's, it yeah it's a super valuable i mean yeah point about like losing yourself because i really felt like i you become like a persona like you become when you become yeah a tv person you they make you into this version of yourself which is hard to like it's like the in the movies where there's like the lookalikes like i don't know which one to shoot who's the yeah. real spencer like it's you kind of like have this like twin that has like an evil twinkle in her eye and you're like that's not the real one shoot that one uh, but yeah it's like it, but it, but it like it looks like you and it it sounds like you but it's not it's not really yeah exactly it's it's not really you and then and then people start and then sometimes when you do this long enough like that person oh, kind of takes Tanner. over you know and that becomes that becomes guess the what? person guess what? what um the the first episode like the next episode that comes out like it's already out now i guess but monday this monday mm. i release my biggest secret i tell the world just at the end of the pod like it's not even like going to be in the bio or anything mm. that i have borderline personality disorder which is a mental illness <laughs> and i've never talked about it publicly but one of the biggest things is an unstable image of self so oh, wow. i have my entire life looked in a mirror and never it never connected with who i am it's basically the quickest way to explain it is just my emotions are so intense like it's not like bipolar in the sense where it, that is you have three weeks onwards of mania or depression mm -hmm. mine is like every day my existence up down up down up down all the time don't feel like i'm a person don't connect with myself so that i'm going into this field where everyone's telling me what spencer is who spencer is 
and I got so lost because you're telling me now, and now I've completely like it just amplified my own mental illness yeah, well, that yeah, I was that I just have that I just have. But it's, and, yeah, and it's and yeah, it, it's 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 challenging, and also like when you go out too, you're probably at a point where like people maybe like you recognize you, or that's a whole thing, and you feel like you have to represent that person all the time. So like you start. No, I'm lucky when I'm hearing you talk about it, Tanner. Honestly, like I'm really aware of how little I'm recognized. Like little well, it's tough like, it's, it's really. tough when you like for yeah. you i think it's a lot a lot more so i've always had that anonymity anonymity yeah yeah anonymity whatever it is but yeah it's just it is hard because i'm dealing with like a mood disorder every day of my life and i'm happy-go-lucky and i want to always do like you said like we always want to do good job like no one goes in wanting to do bad things but you have all this other stuff happening around you and it's like you can't even you can't even show it because you're scared to lose the job. You can't even show, hey, I'm not feeling good because there's no time for that. It feels like so for me, like this is a huge thing. Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, me, you can't uh, have like an. Off I never day. thought I would ever. No, and I never thought I would tell anyone I have BPD. But we were doing a poetry episode, and I had to write a poem, and it just was totally like borderline, like my my mental illness, and like I just I don't know. I was like, it's time. It's time to say it. Like this this podcast and like i don't know i just feel so much happier just not making myself for what other people need mm-hmm. i'm tired of that yeah exactly this is me this is me i don't know everything and that's okay but i like people and i have bpd and i don't want to tell you about it if you care look it up yourself i'm done adjusting for the world yeah that's important to like get that yeah get it out there and like know that you know other people that you know there's so many other people that you know have the, the same or like experiences too and yeah and it's really it's really stigmatized and i was scared i was scared to say i have it because i was like oh everyone always says like someone with bpd is like the worst ex of their life they're insane they're crazy mm-hmm. and like yeah it's a really difficult thing to live with and i've gone through a lot and i'm really lucky to have such a supportive partner i had to go through a lot of therapy and mm-hmm. i still i still have to do a lot to stay well but why am i why am I adding to my own stigma like of this illness? Like I'm too scared to say I have it because because I'm scared of what people will think. Well, that's not fair. Yeah. What about all the other people who feel that same way and don't say it? It's like it's time to P- Pete Davidson has BPD. No one seems to care. That's a thing. I, I feel no like everybody we're at this point now where like it's becoming this. Thankfully, yeah. it's be, it's changed recently where like we're learning that like literally yeah. like every everybody has something like we're we're living in such a world yeah. where. There's just so much stress all the time and everything. There's so much pressure. And then like, you know, look at look what the pandemic has done to people and all this like these like these unrealistic like expectations in the workplace and bosses just like eliminating positions and stacking more on other people. And like all this like fight to like, especially in places like Toronto, where you're like fighting to like make a name for yourself and like you're sacrificing so much. And. You know, and if you're in the media world, you're like you're, you're this persona is taking over and you're losing yourself. And like you can't it, it, it only leads to like one thing. And like there's so many. And if people, you know, say they're they're I'm good. It's like, well, they're maybe they're denying something because there's like it's we live in such a stressful you know, world now. And that's why we have so many like medical problems that people are like, oh, I have like a rash or like now they're now there's a new study. Kelsey is telling me about that. Like they're like, oh, eczema is tied to stress. I'm like, well, yeah, everything is like every skin condition, hair loss, like like you like like weird, like, you know, uh, gastrointestinal things. Stinky like, farts. Are you about to say stinky farts? You, because, you know, you I, go. <laughs> I woke up for my own 
fart. <laughs> but it's like, it's, yeah, it's like we literally like are boiling ourselves from the inside out. And it's like our whole body chemistry is changing and it's causing like things in our brains and our skin and our organs. And like, it's like, everyone's like, I wonder what causes that illness. It's like, it's probably stress. It's probably stress and maybe something else. That's probably stress. I'm sure it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if like, yeah, it's like, well, you, they're going to find out like people are more susceptible to COVID-19. If you're really stressed, it's like, who knows? Like, it's like, <laughs> just don't stress about it. <laughs> It won't, it won't, then you won't get sick. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's true though. It's like, we live such a stressful life. And then our, our, at least technologies come out of like, oh, you can have a, an Apple watch on your wrist so you can like get more work done and like stress more. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like everything is like all this technology just makes it like more, I don't know. It's like, it, yeah. it connects us more, but it also like stresses us out more because sometimes it's good to like yeah. detach. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Like you can have a doorbell camera so you can like, now you can like, jack into your house and like watch your front step and see who's there it's like why are you even worrying about that like just just go on your camping trip why are you hacking into your doorbell to see what your neighbors are doing like jesus <laughs> Tanner, yeah. do you have something you were gonna say eli oh just my old boss like I knew, oh my gosh i worked at a, this is some tea i worked at a gym and yeah, i knew yeah, we yeah. had security cameras but i didn't know how casually and easy he could check them mm-hmm. and like we were having a beer one afternoon and he's like, oh, the shift's starting. And he just whips out his phone. He's like, oh, look, there's Molly. She's opening the door and there's Ron. He's oh, setting no. up the equipment. It was really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is creepy. I'm just laughing. It's, it's, uh, I like your stories. So Tanner, yeah. like maybe we all like, let's just end this okay. a longer podcast. I think it's important as I have BPD for us to just say, like describe ourselves and Eli will do it. Tanner will do it and it can always change. But I I just, I want to do that. So Eli, you go first, describe yourself. This is how we're ending this part. Thank you. Uh, I'm a shy young, shy young man with a heart of gold. Okay. You're not that (laughs) young, but you you can be, you can say that, honey. I'm a shy man with a heart of gold. Okay. Uh, Oh, sorry. I'll go (laughs) next. Okay. uh, It was my turn. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a I'm a kooky eclectic fun gal. <laughs> well, I would I would uh, echo I would echo that uh, for myself. I think I'm a little yeah definitely like I'm a a very uh, outgoing yet introverted person that uh, yeah maybe is a distraction to like you know is a diversion of of sorts. But uh, yeah, very like passionate person who like is a is a, a all about all about the betterment of of the team and uh i feel that uh yeah maybe the physique of jean-claude van damme and the heart of sylvester stallone um uh, just kidding no no that's yeah heart no, of those, sylvester those stallone. last two i can't do i can't do the splits over a chair like like jean-claude van damme can that's pretty cool oh i know who i know that yeah okay, i know good. who you're okay, talking well, about i really do look actually. it up look it up it's because we watched because I, I no no i know because i fell, fell in love with arnold schwarzenegger i had a a, a very attraction to him and then eli started showing me jean claude claude whatever his name mm-hmm. is and we watched uh we watched a movie uh, it wasn't as good cyborg cyborg, cyborg. yeah yeah okay I hear you i hear you <laughs> Cause, uh, anyways, that was really right. good. Thanks for doing well, thank that. Thank you. I'm glad you did that. Thank you back. And like I said, this is probably gonna be a two-parter. Um, but you had fun, right? I definitely did have fun. It was a very good. Ex- it was oh, a great good. experience, and I'm glad to share some things Yay. with you guys, and 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 also learn that I'm not great at movie or chemistry trivia, which was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it again sometime. 
Yay! Yay! Okay, well, you know in the new year it will happen because I will message Yay. you. <laughs> well, on thanks Facebook. for sharing all on the Facebook. stuff you shared, and thanks for having me, and I appreciate it. And keep keep uh, fighting the good fight. And uh, yeah, that's... Uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays.